Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast and the year, a year of us chatting about wrestling. We've made it. Still here with my man Gio. How are you, sir? Been a year since I've carried the podcast. <laughs> nice. That's a great way to start isn't it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, but true. It's true. I can't even deny. Um, and we thought we'd try something a bit different. First time ever that we've had a guest on us and uh, very grateful to welcome uh, Cal of Awesome, uh, a wrestling streamer. How are you, sir? I'm doing good to be here. Yeah, good. And I appreciate you coming. So uh, let's just jump straight in. Um, you're wrestling. How long have you been a, been a fan? Have you been in and out? You've been stuck in it always? Hooked forever? Um, far back as I can remember. My first actually... I call it when I was switched on. I could actually remember uh, sitting in my stroller watching a, um interview with the Road Warriors on AWA TV here in Minnesota. So, yeah, as far back as I can even have a memory. Wow. <laughs> it's been wrestling. God. Nice. Road Warriors as well. Yeah, nice. Yep. One of my favorite Dark Side of the Ring, actually, was... Uh... Oh. those guys like I, I think it just i never really thought about it you know until I've, i watched them to see like the behind the scenes stuff but yeah it's one of my favorites that one one of my favorites. it's an emotional one yeah yeah i think that's it because i remember watching that summer slam when there was like he came out drunk and i remember when i first watched it like oh my god what kind of ended is that what's happened and now when i want to watch that i'm like oh of course that made perfect sense <laughs> like i could see he was clearly not with it and the ending was rushed but yeah that was uh yeah, it is an emotional one. You're right. It is an emotional one. Um, right. Let's just jump in with what's been happening in the week. It's been bits and pieces happening on SmackDown and Raw and trades and maybe injuries and God knows what else. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what I made of uh, last night's. We may as well start with what the big talking point. I suppose Mickey James last night against Oscar on Raw. Um it was a bit strange. Like, it was a really good match. And I don't know. I mean, is she really injured, do you think? Or was it, is it story to try and build up a bit more underdog, Mickey James? I... There'll be more matches. Because, yeah, I, I, it was, yeah, I think so. It was just a really strange ending because, like, they had a big conversation at the end as well, her and the ref. So I wonder if the ref, like, got it wrong or it was just all a bit, a bit weird. But she posted it on Instagram saying, that she's fine and there's a statement out um so yeah it's been a bit uh was a bit surreal was a bit surreal um, yeah for sure right so the other big talking point that most of it obviously was from smackdown um the new puppet that has been brought out <laughs> by <laughs> the <Lord>. fiend <laughs> do you think this is there was a little dig at all the stuff or do you think this is just building up for fiend reigns and later i have no idea <laughs> the whole rain situation is weird to me anyway i don't know why they're they have jay uso mm. i don't know i don't know what they're trying to do it's for the I first mean, time ever i'm like thing is to don't <laughs> yeah no I, I, yeah it's just weird it's just weird <laughs> yeah i wasn't i don't it's just kind of come out from from nowhere like i don't know why why jay's doing it i mean i know jimmy's injured so maybe they're just trying to keep jay busy but i just um maybe I just, so they don't have to release another two people yeah 
Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they, they've released a lot because of injuries and whatnot. I mean, poor old AOP. Um, they were obviously released. But as you're saying, like, the, I mean, does anyone, no one actually thinks that Jey Uso is going to win. Like, it's not even a booking where you think. No. Yeah. Maybe it's he like, could take it, you know? it's It just feels it's like. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No. Definitely. For the first time ever, the main title is going to be a filler match, which is weird. Just yeah. a weird situation. Yeah, exactly, because they've done so well with the main title. I, f I feel like since WrestleMania with Strowman, I don't think Strowman's run was too bad, given the circumstances. And the stuff with Fiend winning it and Reigns coming back kind of made sense. I get maybe why people didn't like it, but it kind of made sense. Um, and then they've thrown Jey Uso in the mix. and Braun's Well, the whole Heyman thing. I'm loving the Heyman thing. I mean, you can ask Gio. He's a regular of mine two years ago i was saying put roman with Heyman. yes put him with Heyman. he will he will excel even it's and i said do it when the fans hated him because After he had the heat and Heyman could have backed it up and that's the thing is i thought they would have done it back when they had that mania like not the the first mini match but the second mania match they had I yeah. thought that match was going to be where he turned on. Yeah, yeah, like Heyman is perfect for Roman right now. Like this is a Roman. Like and you've seen the reaction. Everyone's like, okay, yeah, this is a Roman I can get on board with. Like yep. this is, you know, and there are some people that need that heel run, don't they, to become good again? You know, look at like New Day. New Day. They everyone hated that when they first come out. They got booed out the buildings, and now look at them. Like you know, and I. It just does wonders sometimes turning someone heel. Like, Bailey's another one. I mean, I think turning her heel has saved Bailey, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, giving someone like Heyman to Reigns is... Yeah, he's needed that for so long. You, you are right. It's like two, two years ago, hundred percent would have, would have helped him. And I think it shows with the reaction that, that it's getting that it's exactly what Roman Reed needs right now, you know? But not Jey Uso. <laughs> no. No, I don't. I just don't understand why they put him there. It's just so weird. They could have put anyone. If it was just going to be a filler, they could have used somebody. That's, you know, that thing with SmackDown is they don't really have that many guys that you could see being in a championship match besides Fiend and Strowman. That's a fair point. I mean, not any sort of <laughs> face there's guys. There's more yeah. than anything. I mean, who would be the next face, you know? Like, there isn't really anyone, you know? Because Hardy and Styles keep going back and forth for the IC title, so... Mm. Did you see that lovely typo on the main SmackDown page on the WWE.com? <laughs> no. The, the, the championship Shawwowden? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the company is doing. They're like, they're, it feels like they're rushing because they're doing typos on their site. They're just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It is at the moment, yeah. And I think as much as SmackDown's doing a lot of things right, there's still a lot of ifs and buts. I mean, um, yeah. I, like this new, the new blonde that they were teasing, and then they show Carmella's tattoo in amongst the... The clip. I mean, it was it's clearly Carmella yeah. because the tattoo and just kind of give that away because people were like, 
Oh, it's Chelsea Green. Oh, it's this one. And then you see the tattoo and you're like, oh, okay, we know it's Carmella. Sweet. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think Carmella, though, I know they've wanted a role like that since they tried it with Emma. They tried it with Lana, didn't they? Like, I think Carmella yep. probably is probably the one that could nail like, it, it's though. Supermodel gimmick. Yeah, and I think Carmella could do it. I think she could pull it off if anyone's going to. I mean, I think Chelsea Green could have, to be fair. She's got the right attitude, but obviously, obviously not. Um, and obviously the other bit, even though you saw Tamina in action on SmackDown Geo, huh? <laughs> mm. she, she's still alive. Um, Alexa Bliss. Um, Sister Abigail on Nikki Cross. Now, now. Um, she hit a good one, that was she, for sure. She nailed it. Like It's like it's been her move forever. Right. Um, yeah, like she's uh she was really into that. Um I'm pleased for Nikki still. Um I have to say I'm pleased for Nikki, so Nikki's gonna get championship match um at Clash of Champions. Um I, it's good for Alexa Bliss. I just wonder where they're gonna go with it. Is she just gonna go back to like the bunchies or is she actually gonna be with the fiend? Do you think she's gonna just split off and do her own dark thing or you think she's actually going to be with him? It it looks like she's going to end up being with him. I mean, I had said... I mean, I saw this coming, like, months ago. My prediction was that Bliss would end up start turning on Nikki around after SummerSlam. Right. Week, week after SummerSlam, she started acting weird, so... Yeah, yeah. Um... When you've been watching wrestling as long as I have, and the fact that I had that 10-year career, I kind of know how it works. So that's not really <laughs> fair when I make predictions. And I'm like, this is going to happen around this time. And then it does. And people are like, okay, Cal, you're not making predictions. You're doing spoilers. And it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. not really. I'm not really. <laughs> it's also not fair because he knows a lot of people in the business that tip him off to these things. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's got inside <laughs> scoops. <laughs> I do, but I never use those for personal gain. Geo knows this. I always say, if I know something, I always say no comment. Always, <laughs> he does, and that's when people always. realize, like, ah, okay, <laughs> yep, he, he knows. He knows. When I much. when I can't make a prediction, that's that's when I actually know what's gonna happen. No comment, or just keep watching. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So where did you wrestle? Let's just touch on the fact. Ten year career. What was the? Uh, what was the mostly process? mostly the Midwest. Um, I did a couple stints in like North Dakota. Uh, oh, they had a, there was an organization in Minot called X Gym for a while. Did a bunch of stuff there. That's actually where I met a couple of legends. Um, fun fact about that: I actually met uh, Mad Dog Vashon, and he told me. That my last ride, Powerbomb, was the best last ride in the business. Hey, yeah. I, I've seen I've seen clips of his Powerbomb. It's nasty. Yeah, it's I a know. I got a, I got a gif of it right now because that's as close as I can get to my actual matches. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen the gif with that poor kid. Yeah, he's folded yep. up like an accordion. As <laughs> that's that that's Nate Bash. He he took that like a champ and he sold it like a million dollars. It. If it if, honestly, if it wasn't for his cell, it wouldn't look as devastating as, as it does. Because it was that was, it was amazing. Um, other than that, it was like mostly mostly local companies. Um, I mean, I had stuff here and there, maybe like one offs in other states. But uh, my main companies were MIW, FLWA, MPW, 
Um, I was the heavyweight champion for a company called NIW Southern in Iowa um, because the main NIW was here in Minnesota and the branch was in, the breakoff was in Iowa. So, yeah. Nice. I wasn't like a, I wasn't like an indie phenom or anything, but I had I had a I had a good run. And I guess yeah, I suppose doing something you love, as you say, if you've if you've been into wrestling from as far back as you have, to be able to have them stories to back it up too, to actually get into the ring and be able to do some stuff must be quite fulfilling. At a back yeah, it was. Or, you know, can only definitely a lived your dream thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All our all us wrestling fans all think that we could do it, don't we? <laughs> only some of us do i mean is it difficult to get into is it luck or skill i mean is it a mixture of the two i mean well you have to train i mean there's unless you're like a pro football athlete or a boxer or some mma fighter they don't really rush you into the situation um i kind of moved fast in my training even though i was so big and that's why my trainer slash promoter was like we got to get this guy in the ring fast because i mean it was only a year of training but still i mean a year is a year i like i started training i was 510 pounds i had my first match at 420 so that's how much training takes on the body just to like okay so my friend i had actually he's actually right now a referee still to this day on the indies here in minnesota and he actually started it as wrestling training, but his body couldn't take it. So he ended up becoming a referee instead. So that's how grueling the training can be for, for wrestling training. So it's not, I'm not trying to turn people off of it, but I'm just not going to also lie to you and say, oh, it's a breeze. Yeah. Because I saw, I saw muscle-bound bodybuilders throwing up in trash cans. So it, it's not as easy as some people think. It's not. Yeah, I, I think because they, they hear the sort of stories of it's all prescripted and stuff, and I think they assume, didn't they? I mean, it happens over here. Like rugby fans here are always mocking American football players because they're like, oh, they've got all them pads and rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, dude, it's still going to hurt a lot more than playing rugby. Like, trust exactly. me. You know, yeah. the pads are there for a reason because of how mm-hmm. hard you get hit, you know? Um, and I think it's that kind of, that mentality that people need to get on board with. I mean, exactly. Like, to go from 510 to 420 in a year, that's, that's pretty hard. Yeah. Like, no, it was. It was. My my doctor had said you can't lose that much weight that fast. He's like, so slow up. So even even when I hit four twenty, I had to start eating like a big guy <laughs> right. because I had to maintain the weight for a certain amount of time because I had dropped mm. in a year that much weight and yeah, it could have it could have wrecked my body. Yeah, yeah, because that's a crazy amount in you know, just mm-hmm. twelve months. That's that's a it's a big weight. But hey, as you say, you got plenty of stories to come out of the back end of it. You know. Yeah. Yep. balance out balance out and man is, is my body hate me after those 10 years my god oh really oh man you have no idea <laughs> is it, is it am... like after you stop that it all sort of catches up that you notice Pr- or... pretty much yeah also i mean i don't want to get into it it's a lot of personal stuff but i after my mom passed away in 2010 that's when i kind of retired i mean i had one match in california for a friend but 
after that, I never, I never stepped in the ring again and went through a lot of life stuff. And that is what basically woke stuff up in my body that I had had like past injuries, like the concussion thing I'm dealing with now. Mm. Um, I got a real bad concussion back in 2006, but I never got it checked out. And that's my own fault because I wanted to keep wrestling. Um, I was an RN at the time, so I didn't want to stop working. And I just kept doing my everyday schedule and didn't stop. And I just kept going and going and going and going. And it's now coming back to haunt me where I like have, I do have vertigo spells and stuff because of the concussions. So concussions are serious. A lot of people don't take concussions seriously, but they, um, they should definitely get checked out if you have symptoms. That's for sure. Is that like a common theme in wrestling? Do people like ignore the concussion thing? Though? Oh yes. Yep. Get- yeah. If yeah. they don't, if they don't have the strong symptoms, a lot of the times they'll, they'll, they won't tell the docs. I know for a fact because they, because they know that they'll be like, well, you have to take two weeks off and recover, and then you can start working again. And they don't want to stop. Yeah, uh, it's 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 like a drug, but it's not a drug. Like you don't you don't want to stop that 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 rush you get for wrestling and knowing that okay, well, it's not that bad, and I don't have a headache, and I can still remember stuff, so it can't be that bad of a concussion, right? right. Okay, well, we'll just we'll just keep going, and then in the next match, your head gets rattled a little bit. Well, if you had a concussion. And your head gets rattled again. It's just keeping that concussion alive. And it got up to a point where I was in Big Lake, Minnesota. I was wrestling uh, Tony DiNucci, former AWA superstar. And uh, somebody who I always wanted to have a feud with, which I finally got to. And I was having a little bit of a headache that day. Just a normal headache, which I didn't think nothing of it. Because I had forgot about the concussion because I let it go. And I said, just kind of stay away from the head. He's like, all right, cool. Well, we're working the match. And heat of the moment, you don't know what's going on. I mean, we're going, we're going, we're flowing. I ducked a clothesline, turned around, forearm right to the side of my head. All I heard was, I don't remember the rest of that match to this day. Um, I I guess I went on to have the best match of my career. I don't remember it. Um, I I drove, which you're not supposed to drive in a concussion, even more so in a blackout. I drove from Big Lake, Minnesota to Maple Grove, Minnesota to watch my buddy Ryan Cruz and Darren Corbin have their first ever cage match. I guess the match was amazing. I've seen it on DVD, but I don't remember it. (laughs) Um, it, It's 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 freaky. It's definitely freaky. Goodness. Even more so when you're trying to remember back that match and you can remember clear up and I can literally remember the forearm. But after that, it's literally like it's it's blank. It's absolutely, absolutely blank. I could only imagine like I've I've dealt with maybe one or two in my time and they were not fun. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't imagine well, I- like. I've been knocked out in football, just, you know, not even that bad, like taking an elbow, going up for a corner or something. And I remember it knocking my lights. So to be able to just like ignore as serious a one as you'd get in wrestling, I can imagine 
and just like mm-hmm. carrying on. I mean, is it adrenaline that sort of gets you through being able to like oh, yes. train, match, train, match? Is it just like yep. a permanent state of adrenaline that you ignore all the other stuff around you sort of thing? Pretty much it is, yeah, because... I mean, on top of that, I was also an RN for the same 10 years. So I had, I took care of my handicapped sister and my disabled mother as I was wrestling on the weekends. So it was like a seven day a week. I was constantly moving. Maybe I got an hour before I went to bed to myself, but I would get back up at 6 a.m. and do it all over again. And it was a 10 year run straight from because, like, my dad passed away in 2001. I started training the next year. The following year, I had my first match. And then I just went on from there. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was it was a constant thing. And also the fact that, like, you take an, um Oh, my God. I got an alarm going off in my bedroom. <laughs> um, so you take an, uh, um You got to think that, like, if if you're constantly going like that, your body's gonna be like, oh, what's what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong. Let's just let's just keep running here because, huh? <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. stuff Especially just goes dormant. Personal and the wrestling alongside each other at the same time. It's like two sets of adrenaline, two different, you know, focuses. Exactly. Once, you know, it's, you're not gonna you're not gonna have them moments to sort of reflect on yourself because your focus is on this or or your family. You know, at, at the same yeah. time almost. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yep. You know, I did like a good three, four, and I hurt my knee, and I stopped after that myself. Yeah. I mean, is it, has it got better, though, on how they handle, like, finding people with concussions and injuries now? I, I mean, are they more careful? Has it got better? Like, is it I mean, improving? I can't really say, because I don't really, like, I'm not really that much into the the business as they used to be. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't like, I hurt my knee and I kind of like, after that, I ran a local thing in the back of a gym for a couple of the backyard guys for a while. And then I got too stressed out doing that. And I just gave up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll see what's crazy right now is it's the concussion is like, it's not brain damage, but it's brain trauma. Right. So it's not something they can go in there and fix with surgery. Mm-hmm. Trauma, you just have to manage. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that's, if, I know a lot of people ask me if I had any regrets. Probably not getting stuff checked out. I mean, it's like not my like back, <laughs> stuff like that. Do you think it could have extended your career if you had taken a rest? Do you think you could have done more? Oh, yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, also, I mean, I could, uh, I could probably, I lost, I kind of lost track. Probably, 115 times I've sprained my ankle in my 10 year career. Wow. And what I would do is, if I rolled it in the ring, I had to finish the match. Yeah. So I was still running on it, and I didn't want to show the limp, so I would step through it. So after the match, I would get to the back. I would wrap it, which I always had wraps in my bag because I'm four. I was 420 pounds. Yes, I could move quick in the ring. That's why people booked me. But I always had to just in case have have a wrap on hand. So I would wrap my ankle 
And then sometimes I would wrestle Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if I rolled it on, on Friday, I'd wrap my ankle and wrestle the next two days. And then I would just keep it wrapped until it stopped hurting. And then when it stopped hurting, I would unwrap it and then just continue doing what I do. So at this point, at this point, my doctors say, have you ever seen, you, you know what happens to a leather belt after like years of like strapping on and off and on and off and on and off? I was like, yeah. He's like, you know those lines that you get down the, down the strap? I was like, yeah. He's like, that's what your ankle looks like. I'm like, nice. nice. That's, a, that's a nice vision to have in it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Wow. That, but if I would have my- just stayed off of it, I would have been good. <laughs> that, yeah. That's my. I tore I tore the ACL twice, the MCL once, and I just kept trying to work through it between my regular job and doing the one-off weekend things with my friends for his wrestling company. I yeah. just worked to the point that I right now I can't even work because it, I can only stand on it for like a good hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, wore, I wore the muscle down. Yeah, see, I did I did the MCL too, and instead of like sitting out the summer when I was playing football, sitting out the summer, like I was advised, I played cricket all summer and, you know, cricket's on your feet pretty much all day. Um, Didn't do my leg any good. And at the time you're like, it's okay. I've I've committed to doing it. But then as you get older, you're like, oh my God, you know, my knee, Mm. knee in in the winter now just locks. Of course, sciatica now comes through my hip and stuff. And I'm just like, all for the sake of six weeks of cricket, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, I, I, I get it. It's just, I suppose it's decisions at the time that you have to make in it. Um, but yeah, the concussion thing's interesting because I mean, how do you tell if they don't say, you know, obviously it's been in highlights after the Matt Hardy situation, like last week, even though it looks like it's not as bad as maybe it looked or people have let on unless they're trying to sort of hide it away a bit, but he was out cold. Yeah. Like that wasn't, he wasn't selling, like he couldn't stand. Like, I know what they've said after, and Jericho tweeted as well, didn't he say in certain bits about, like, he's okay, and, you know. What's really rough about Jeff Hardy is that man is, he's a salesman. That, Mm. I I love to use the, 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 (laughs) the movie quote, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves, because he can. (laughs) He could, he could, (laughs) that man, uh, he, he could probably be absolutely fine, but it looked like he wasn't. And that's the, that's the sale point right there is the fact that he's so good that you don't know if he is really hurt or not yeah. because it could all be part of the storyline. It could be all part of the angle. Could be. Yeah. Then, yeah, as you say, with someone like Hardy, yeah, it could easily be like he is, you know, he's so into his character and stuff, you know, like. They've, I've seen them. They've taken some crazy, risky moves. Yeah. I mean, one, he was in TNA, and he was. They had they had to write him off, and he like took a bump where he fell off a cage and smashed his head. Yeah, but he's like a okay. For instance, um, another one's like that is like Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. I I call him like the Rubber Man because he he gets bounced around like that move that he took on his head. Oh, yeah, it knocked him. It it knocked him for a loop for sure. But the thing is, he was fine. I don't understand how he's fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, just 
oh, Gumby. He just, there's no <laughs> way that a normal person could take that and be totally fine, but he's fine. He's absolutely fine. I don't get it. Yeah. Gargano is, well, yeah, one of my favorites. Like, for a long time now, like, he, like he's just, as you say, he's just, he's almost indestructible, really. And, like, the way he sells, his attack, definitely yep. up there with me. Um, one of the favorites. Who who are your current favorites? Who's like who do you enjoy watching right now? Like oh, um Who do you think's got big ceiling? <laughs> Still more to come. There we go. It's Brad rough. Parker, I've been too. I've always been I've always been like a fan of the big guys for obvious reasons. Like in my career I took many hours and watched guys like Bam Bam, Vader, Dusty, stuff like that. Love Bam Bam. Which which honestly, I do have to say again, another compliment from the same man, Mad Dog Vashon, totally threw me off. Is in the match I was in, I was wrestling a guy named Rob James in Dakota at that show. And I did my dusty elbow, I did my corner Vader bomb, and I did the last ride. And he said, You literally, your style reminds me of a cross between Dusty, Bam Bam, and Vader. And I was like, What? Like that blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. But uh, right now, um, uh, Keith Lee, K- KO, K- did Kevin Owens doesn't have a bad match. Nope. Have you seen a bad match from Kevin Owens? No. Even if the match starts to fall apart, the man is a ring general and he will pull it together, put it on his shoulders. And I still to this day say that that's one of John Cena's best matches in his career. Was that match with KO? Mm-hmm. It would the one at the... the discussion if you was to list Cena matches, hundred yeah. percent that one would come to your head. Yeah, hundred percent. And and the fact that Cena let Kevin Owens shine and do all of his indie moves that they didn't let him do in NXT in that match, mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah, there's like not much wow. More of a nod in the right place that you could get really i suppose especially at wwe exactly at the time, you know getting a shine from cena like that and an actual and i do like roman i i enjoy roman um i've 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 been following roman since his ft fcw stuff because i had a buddy in fcw send me um or uh well yeah in fcw he's in fcw but he would send me uh matches here and there and they would have joe's matches in there and i was like wow this guy, this guy, I already knew he was related to The Rock, so I was like, well, I know he's WWE-bound eventually. Yeah. And sure shit, I mean, he's he's on top, you know? Yeah, I, I think, it, again, it's, it's just, it was poor booking. I don't think it's anything that Roman's done. Like, no. Still, like, to me, one of my favorite matches of Roman is uh, him and Big Show's Last Man Standing. Going into it, I was very critical. Like, why do I want to see this? I'm not interested. But those two put on a hell of a last man standing match. Oh yeah, a few years ago, and oh, yeah. you know, like I, I still it was at that point. I was like, this isn't anything to do with Roman. This is just the way he's being booked. Like the guy has. Well, see, up, you know, to me, to me, here's what I think happened with Roman. You remember when Roman was red hot with the crowd, right? I mean, the second that the Shields music hit, it was a pop for Roman, not yeah. Dean and Seth. Okay. Roman was red hot. They wanted him to win the Rumble that year. He didn't, which also brought them behind him more. Mm-hmm. He was red hot and then clear up until he got injured. But they were still behind Roman. But 
Well, Roman was out. They got behind somebody else. They wanted him to win the Rumble. Roman comes back at the Slammies. I'm going to win the Rumble. All that stuff, right? Roman wins the Rumble. Oh, oh, uh. Is that People, the one the Rock come out as well? Would it even to try and help him? Hard ending. I think, yeah. Is that the one? I said that might is be that the one, one, yeah. Yeah. So right yeah, away, so the fans big. went from, well, I wanted that other guy to win, and now they're shoving this guy down our throat. Boo this guy. Yeah. Then they started to hate Roman. Because the same thing happened with Batista, too. They yeah. were behind somebody else. Batista said, I'm going to win the Rumble. He wins the Rumble. Batista is made because the fans were behind somebody else. They can't, they can't shove people down fans' throats nowadays. This is not the 90s. They cannot put somebody in front of us and say, like them, and then we're going to be like, like them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that with fans nowadays. It's very, very fan-driven. Very. Yeah. And if, at, if, I mean, if they're trying to force us to like somebody, we're just not going to, you know? Yeah. Certainly. I mean, yeah, Kofi is a perfect yeah. example of Mm-hmm. Fan power. I mean, it also, oh. right. also uh, helped why he was at with that injury. That's when the punk interview came out and he was like exposing that Vince said make him make him look good and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All that punk <laughs> stuff, you know, saying it was meant to be oh no, and what was it, Big E was me meant to be getting that big push from Vince and blah blah blah. None yep. of that stuff helped. Um nope. you know. And and here here we are, you know, it's been it's been a slog for poor Roman. And I, as I say, I mm-hmm. feel sorry because you actually watch his matches and take emotion out of it and just watch it as a wrestling match. He's good, you know, like, he, he is, is good, yep. you know. Like, he has got talent. I mean, I've, I've had many conversations with like, you know, how good Roman is for like a big guy, you know, powerful. Um, also, the health issues, man. I mean, you know why he has to wear the chest guard, right? Uh, because of the um, leukemia stuff. Yeah, like if he ta- if he takes too hard a hits to the to the torso, I mean he could he could end up being in severe severe trouble. So it's like that the man like wrestles through. I mean it's like it's like an adversary adver- uh, adversary thing. You know what I mean? Like he's like he's always out there with a risk. Yeah, yeah. But it's like. He's taking precautions, but it's still it's still the fact that like I mean that that's probably the, one of the reasons why the fans got behind him also so much too is when he got sick there and he had to take the time off again. Yeah. Is the fans the fans got behind him in a real way and then when he came back he was getting pops again. Yeah. That's also why this Heyman thing now to me kind of I mean it kind of makes sense but also doesn't make sense because they took all that time to try and get the fans to love Roman. And then real life hits Roman. The fans love Roman. Now they have him in kind of a, it's weird. It's like a tweener role. Cause yeah. he's not really a heel, but he's not really a face. He's like, yeah. That, yeah. That's Rollins effect. Like when Seth went out with his knee, he was supposed to come back as like this ultra bad heel again. And then they aired that 24 seven thing. And it, yeah. it gave him more sympathy than anything. Yeah. But exactly. I mean, I, that 24 seven thing changed my view on Seth at that point. You know, like yeah. I was like, I want Seth back. Where's Seth been? I miss Seth. You know, it almost convinced yep. me like Seth is the only thing I watch wrestling for that from that 24 seven thing, you know? 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fell for that hook, line, and sinker. But now, like, I, I love heel Seth. Like, there are some people in it that just, I think, more natural heels, you know, like Seth, Orton, Miz, them kind of guys. I can never get behind them when they're face, you know? I can just can't do it. It just doesn't work for me. But, uh, yeah, um, it, it, do you think it's harder these days with how much access to information we have as fans to be heel and face? I mean, are the, are they, are the kayfabe, heel and face things, do they struggle, do you think, now with just the access we have to sort of their real life and other bits and pieces? I mean, it doesn't help, but the fact I've, I've been saying, you can ask Gio, I've been saying this for years, the internet is killing the business. It really okay. is. Like, it's getting to the point that it's, it's literally not a wrestling show, it's a TV show except for the fact that the boys are out there putting their literal blood, sweat, and tears into a match, but they're not, they're not looking at the match. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the wrestling, not the entertainment. They're, not, they're, they're looking more at the entertainment value than the actual wrestling matches. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I love AEW, but they're spot fests. Yeah. They're just like... Three finishers in a row, kick out. Uh, jumping over the top rope for absolutely no reason, just to do a high spot. And it's like you can't, you can't get in. You can't get emotionally. I like to get emotionally invested into a match. I like the story of the match. Mm -hmm. I like how it builds up, comes down, builds up, comes down, builds up and up, comes down, builds up, finish. That's a match, not. Up, 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 down. Up, 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 finish. That's not how a match is supposed to go. And that's, it's, and the internet doesn't help that either. Yeah. Because they just, they know everything about, you know, people not happy with the company, people wanting to move to a different company, people maybe not happy on the home front or, whatever and they're getting all this info that they're trying to be like oh he's not happy he must be going to tna or he oh he's happy or not happy with there he must be going and sometimes it's just geo you remember the whole sasha banks thing people are like she's leaving the wwe i said no she's not yeah. she just wants time off that's all she wants she wants to be left alone she wants time off she worked literally almost every day throughout the year she needs a break People are like, no, she's go, she's going to AEW. She's all, no, she's not. She just needs a break. What happens? Sasha Banks comes back because she needed a break. She was rested and good to go. Sometimes they just need a break. <laughs> okay, yeah. so well, Sasha's but sometimes they do go all the way. But that's been off with any injury or anything. When she first came around, Sasha never really missed, as you say, missed much. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Even when she was injured, like when she injured her knee, she just had her knee braced and she mm. kept going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, AEW just—it's it, yet to really sell me on anything. Like, yeah. Yeah. See, it, I, it, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But the, the I only do too. Thing is I don't know. I just feel like I've seen it all before. I feel like yeah. I'm watching yep. WCW 3.0. That's exactly. You know? That's exactly I, I, I what see I see them. Saying. I see them do it, and I got hyped. I was big on WCW when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I was I was in there until. 
the wheels come off with the NWO and the Wolfpack. I think it was the Wolfpack thing that eventually, like, okay, I can't take this no more. Like, I'm, I'm kind of done. And then well, TNA, did I got Vince hyped Russo. In, I got, yeah, Vince Russo, David Arquette stuff. Oh, come on. No yep. You know, um, and then TNA, I got hyped for TNA, like early TNA, some of the stuff mm -hmm. with even Christian Cage and stuff, Aces yep. and Eights, Beatdown Clan, as everyone knows, I'm a big, big fan. But again, yep. wheels just fell off when the Smashing Pumpkins guy got involved and you're like, oh God, what is happening here? And I just, I'm afraid that the same thing is happening now. You know, I was excited for AEW because I'm going to see guys like uh, Darby Allen, Kenny Omega. They're all yep. going to come and get a mm -hmm. big push. And instead I'm watching Cody Rhodes beat everyone. I'm watching Brody Lee dominate. I'm yeah. watching Dean Ambrose, Jeff Moxley. Former WWE go. guys. Yeah. Everyone but the women's <laughs> champ is an ex-WWE guy. You know, all their champs, yeah. apart from the women's that, champ, you know. That's my argument is they went, they made a big press conference. They said they're going to change the wrestling industry. They're going to be yeah. something not going to be WWE. And they're not going to hire every WWE star, but they have hired yeah. every Yeah, star. every big one. I mean, I'm just waiting for Rowan to show up in Dark Order. I'm just waiting. All right. You know, and and that's what I don't want because, and that's the thing. Maybe I go into it a little bit pessimistic, like in a bad vibe because I've seen it the same thing. Like I've watched it twice before with WCW yep. and TNA, you know. And so my brain naturally goes, "Oh, here we go again. Like you guys are going to do the same thing. Please don't." You know, like they they don't help themselves when. They're not letting these people like generally build a build for themselves, and they're instantly getting thrown into championship matches. Yeah, it, there's no there. It feel to me, it feels like there's no structure. They're just they're 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 booking star power, and then they're booking these high impact matches, and they're thinking that's how they're sure. It it might be some people's cup of tea, but it's not. It's not everybody's, and that's what they have to realize. But they're not. They're like. I mean, mm. Brian Cage, they they had a, a, a decent guy they could have built with Brian Cage mm -hmm. to be their like type of monster. Instead, they had him win a battle world, become number one contender, and catch it in within weeks, not even on a main pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, yep. so I was hyped. Brian Cage with Taz? Okay. Like, I can, yeah, that's a great I can combo. get behind that. Yeah, like, that is a combo I can get behind. That is AEW's answer to Heyman and Brock, 100%. You know, like yeah, because no, like no offense to Cage, thing. he mm. he cannot cut a promo for shit. Like he no. cannot. Yeah. But yeah. put him with somebody like Taz, who is almost gold on the mic. That's a perfect combo. Mm. That's a perfect combo. And they they just they drop the ball because it's like okay, he didn't beat Ambrose or uh, Moxley. So what does he do now? You know well, what I mean? Like if yeah. same thing with Harper. Yep. They Harper in, and within two weeks of him being brought in, they're like, well, he's challenging for the belt. What did he yep. do to get that shot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although they seem to be, like, right now, I feel like they're booking him better. Like, maybe on, on some things, I'm seeing that they're making some changes. I think they see where they dropped the ball with Lance Archer a bit. I think they're booking him a little bit better at the moment. Um, but they, but again, they did the same thing with him. He had to beat. He had to beat. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes did not need that win for me. Lance Archer needed that win. Um, yeah, I just well, that was them. that was the the moment I remember that one going. That one, that's a mistake. Yeah, you've dropped the ball there because Lance Archer is not ex WWE. He's bloody good. 
you know you've got a chance here to make your own star you know and that's what i don't feel that they're doing even with kenny omega i mean how are they booking him like casual yeah. american wrestling at home wrestling fans I don't know how good Kenny Omega is. Like it's like at this point, it's like who's Kenny Omega? Because yeah. he's sure he's been a tag champ, but other than that, I mean, I don't know what they're. You know where they really dropped the ball, ball? And I think honestly, I mean, a, a lot of people don't agree with me, but I honestly think that they would have made a mega star in that company if they would have had Jericho swallow his ego for just five minutes. And lose to an arm tied behind his back, Darby Allen. If Darby Allen would have won that match, just think of the exposure that kid would have got for one thing. The career that would have literally been made and paved for the future for that guy. Yeah. But instead, they just had Jericho destroy him. They fed, and, yeah. they fed the meat to the wolf, and they didn't care. And, the, and, and you like, see that a lot. And that, and that, for me, is the mistake. They've got guys, Joey Janela, Darby Allen, you know, big, big guys. And I'm still seeing mm -hmm. Dustin Rhodes every week. I don't want to see Dustin yeah. Rhodes anymore. I didn't want to see him on WWE, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, are, what they're doing with them? One week, Dark Order is supposed to be this super serious group. The next week, they're a comedy act. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, although yeah. Dustin Dustin does age like fine wine. That oh, guy, gosh. like, <laughs> yeah. the older that dude gets, the quicker he moves around the ring, and the more fluid his spots are. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, like he's like, it, yeah. how old is that guy now? Gotta be. I don't mid, even know. Mid fifties. Well, that's like, like he's he's got gotta be. be. Like the matches of year with that. Yeah. 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 He's. He's. Yeah. He's got to be. He's got to be mid -50s. And I do, like you said, I do enjoy AEW. And that's, I guess, what mm -hmm. irritates me the most is I enjoy it and I see where they could be going in different directions. And it frustrates me. Yeah. Because that's like, why right now we are desperate for, I wouldn't say competition. I'm not looking for like another Monday Night Wars type of thing, but an alternative. You know, yes, I'd like another one to watch. I've always watched another one. I, I did enjoy WCW. I'm, I can't hide it. I have enjoyed moments of TNA, you know, and I have to say, I like what Impact are doing right now. They seem to have learned a lot of mistakes and they seem to be rectifying them. I like what Impact are doing, you know. My entire life leading up to, and I can, I can, I can tell you exactly the Nitro that I stopped watching WCW religiously and started watching Raw before Nitro. Because I would watch Nitro live, I would record Raw, and then I would watch Raw after. Always. I've, I've grew up on N N NWA, uh, local AWA, um, even, even shows at the fairgrounds here in Minnesota my dad would take me to. So I, I didn't watch WWF because I found it... I liked the... Even as a young kid, I liked the physicality, the the wrestling matches, not the clowns and garbage men and hockey players jumping in the ring, doing these matches where they were literally killing these no-name guys just for spotlight. You know what I mean? I liked watching matches like 
uh, Lex Luger versus Barry Windham for the U.S. title. I liked watching the the classic tag matches between the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Like the 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 matches themselves. Like to this day, my favorite heel turn is still Barry Windham joining the Four Horsemen. If you've never seen it, YouTube it because bottom line, it is the best, cleanest heel turn ever. J.J. Dillon kept taking out Lex Luger on the outside with Arn Anderson and Telly Blanchard. Barry Windham kept going for the tag. Nobody was there. J.J. on the outside going, I told you he wouldn't be there the entire match until the point where Barry Windham almost got the three, but because Luger wasn't in the corner, Barry snapped, slammed him, hit him with the lariat, held up the four fingers. Best heel turn ever. It was beautiful. Perfectly done. It was amazing. And it was also built up because JJ was in Barry Windham's ear weeks before that tag match ever took place. So it's like, and now I just feel like it's not really like the Bailey heel turn. Again, ask Gio. He's a regular. <laughs> Four months before Bailey turned heel, before there was ever a a notion that Bailey would turn heel, I had Bailey turn heel in my stream. He I did. put her darker colors. I changed her attitude and theme. I said even on stream, which I don't have the highlight anymore because of the DMCA stuff, but I have all my viewers who know it. I said when Bailey turns heel, what they have to do is they need to cut her hair put her in darker colors and please, please let her take an ax to those Bailey buddies. Yep. What happened? She came out with a new theme. She came out with darker colors, cut hair, and she was at the stage. And for a second there, I was like, no, they're not going to go that far. She turns around, goes backstage. She grabs an ax and hacks the Bailey buddies. I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) Come on now. Maybe they watch you stream, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of my viewers a lot of my viewers think that i got a couple friends that watch the stream yeah I, maybe they do you never they, know a show i they've taken show ideas he had showdown before they had showdown yep yep wow i had, I had my super showdown because when i do <laughs> when i miss monday streams and i have to double up on saturday i have super showdown and then they came out with super showdown so for the first time in my stream I stole a logo from theirs and I edited it and twisted it to mine because I was like, well, if they're going to steal my idea, I'm going to steal <laughs> yeah. their logo. Yeah, yeah. I come up with Shadow <laughs> first. I could use the logo. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> Ridiculous. Amazing. Amazing. Cool. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, as I say, it's just, I, I, I enjoy AEW, a big fan. I, I want it to do well. But I just, I, him, they're not him. doing anything I haven't seen. You know, and that's what I, worries me. It scares me. I prefer NXT right now. NXT has fantastic action. They have actually compelling angles, their stories and stuff. I, I, I like I like the whole cross versus keep, but I'm I'm big on Keith Lee right now. But either way it goes, I I liked that angle. Um, a lot of people shit on the fireball thing, but I thought it was kind of cool mm-hmm. because we haven't seen a fireball in professional wrestling since Jerry Lawler. So it's like wow that was cool like i remember back in the day like awa nwa where they would throw the fireballs with the with the paper which was amazing like it and they stopped doing it forever and to see that again i was like oh my god they brought that back that's cool 
but it's like I don't know. They just the talent, the the way Triple H has literally made that his own company because it is his company. Vince has nothing to do with NXT. A lot of people think that Vince owns NXT. Vince does not own NXT. There's no way he owns NXT. Triple H, the last I heard, Triple H bought FCW with his own money. That's the last I heard. And that's why that's why it's so much different. That's why NXT, you can watch an NXT show and say, This is this this isn't WWE because technically it's not. It's yeah. under the umbrella. And times that you feel like, like I've watched yeah. NXT and I feel like I'm watching a completely different promotion, especially now, like with them on TV. I mean, we've got it now. They show it on on our on BT Sport over here now. When they bought the Sky, they bought NXT too, but they were two separate deals. So that's when I first thought, like you saying, like, wow, are they two well, different companies? Like, a little wink, a little wink here. The X and NXT. You know, I, you could kind of put it two and two together but the x and nxt degeneration x because guess who runs that company <laughs> triple h Shawn michaels yeah Road michaels now is basically everything to do with nxt uk and he like that he's yep and the training and stuff uh hbk manages some of that too I mean, but, wow. oh jesse yeah, james but- back there too the wow. smartest thing they did was triple h got rid of uh he got rid of hugh morris over there and he brought in Regal and he brought in Bloom and it was the smartest yep. thing he did because they they know their talent. Yeah, Re- exactly. Regal's just perfect for NXT. Like, man, yep. I've always loved William Regal. Maybe I've got some British bias, but I have always loved Regal. Like, just like and people underestimate. Like, the man was talented in the ring too. Like, I feel like people mess on that a little bit, but um, no, Dude. Regal was NXT GM has just been a. It's the who's who of who they got as like the trainers and the mm-hmm. coaches over there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's like Brookside alone. Like he's he's on the training team still, right? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they have they have wonder why the matches are so well put together. I think Finley still works over there too, right? Or uh, did they go? Yeah. He's working he's still over there working with the women. Yeah. So it's like wow. Matches are so solid and golden. Look at who they have running the company. And then people are like, oh, well, Vince won't let this happen. Vince, like I said, yeah, they they move guys from NXT to WWE for a reason, for a bigger spotlight. You know what I mean? Because you got Raw and SmackDown. Obviously, they're going to draw more attention on Raw and SmackDown. So it's kind of like a, it's not a main roster move. It's it's technically would be a trade at this point because NXT, SmackDown, and Raw yeah, are like I mean, brands. But they wanted to move Chop, and he outright was like, "Yeah, you're gonna move me. I'll retire if you try." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Champa's not going anywhere. I do worry like what's left for him on NXT. But if he doesn't want to go main roster, you know, I think no, uh, there's said, still gonna be stuff for him. Retire before he moves back to the main because they were gonna move him to the main roster with Gargano, but then he had that injury and yeah. then they just brought Gargano back while Ciampa was out or was it the other way around? No, so yeah. Yeah, it was that way. Yeah, it was. It was Ciampa that got injured, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he got hurt. And then they brought Gargano back to NXT and he went for the title. So yeah. Um yeah, because then the return, because I yeah, Gio probably remembers that too. I was yeah. like, 
no, watch. Don't don't trust Champa Gargano. Don't trust Champa. And I had people in my Discord going, "No, he would never do that." And then all of a sudden, bam! I was like, "What did I say?" Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I know right. heel turns. I know. Yeah. I called Bailey the the recent attack on Sasha Banks. I called that too. I said, "Watch out, Banks can't trust Bailey." See, Cal would tell you I'm a I'm very opinionated to the point that Cal's got to go into the live thing sometimes. But will you please stop? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm you, waking Gio, up. Are you opinionated after a year of this podcast? <laughs> I never guessed it. <laughs> How many people you've been blocked with in this year? <laughs> I, I sent him a tweet a few weeks ago right? saying, oh, look at this one. And he replies like, oh, hell, I can't even see that one. Who is it? I didn't even know he blocked me. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, listen, when you, when you make the dirt sheets because CM Punk outright tries to make fun of you for making fun of him, I, I, it's, it's known. <laughs> so what uh, so coming in? How about a prediction? What's, uh, <laughs> what's the next big heel turn you think? His, his how about a prediction? Well, I haven't I honestly gotta say I haven't been watching Raw and SmackDown that much. But if I had to guess Um Or face Ted, maybe someone go back the other way. I have, a, I, have a, I have a weird feeling, just the way stuff is going, that somehow, some way, Rollins is going to get to Dominic. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for weeks. Seth yeah. Rollins, the whole Monday Night Messiah thing, he has his little followers and stuff like that. I just got a feeling that, because M- Buddy Murphy has also been kind of, like, if Murphy breaks away from Rollins, yeah, I feel like they've, they've been teasing that. And obviously, Austin Theory's gone back to NXT. Um, yep. Shout out for the Bronson Reed match, actually. I thought Austin Theory, Bronson Reed, considering you oh, know, yeah. who they are. Like, I wasn't yep. expecting as good a match. Um, I'm big, big on Bronson Reed, by the way. I think Bronson Reed's going to be great. Um, Even yeah, with a shout out for that match. Yeah. Even with the botch, I don't I haven't really maybe it's because I'm biased with NXT and I'm I'm pro NXT, but um I haven't seen a bad match out of NXT in a long time. Yeah, like yeah. a match where you've just been like, oh well that match was meh. Yeah. I like all matches have been like, wow, that was actually really good. Yeah, wow, yeah. that was actually really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's I like a... last week there was opportunity, as I say, theory read. I was thinking, oh god, this is how are these two going to work together. And, and then they surprised. did. Yeah, they worked really good. Yeah. Even Killian Dane, Roderick Strong. Again, I thought, oh, well, this is going to be a bit of filler. I actually really enjoyed that match. Um, it was all right, you know. But I, I'm biased on Roderick Strong to be fair. But see, if I, but if I were booking things, and if if Dominic was going to be an angle to team up with Rollins. Like, what I would do is I would have it to where, like, he starts getting aggravated with Ray. Like, he's, like, sick of him coaching him or whatever. And he keeps getting irritated. You know what I mean? It goes over the week where you can see it. You can see there's a little bit of tension between father and son. And, I mean, they've they had the, you know, 
son versus father thing before with the whole Dominic Guerrero situation. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And technically, yeah. there was a little, even as a kid, there was a little bit of dissension you could see there. Mm-hmm. So, like, even bring that up in it, yeah. you know what I mean? What's Would be that? perfect. I, I made that. Bring that up. Yeah. Because I, I, I said it's funny that Dominic's first match is at the pay per view where his dad fought for mm-hmm. custody for yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. See, yeah, you do yep. wonder if they are sort of playing on the history a little bit. Um, yep. And I mean, having not been a wrestler, I mean, would there be a bigger honor than wrestling your own son for Rey Mysterio? Like, I could imagine right? that that would exactly. be like the thing, you know, if Rey got to wrestle that's... his son. You know. And I think that's what they want to do is he's Rey's close to retiring legit. Yeah. Because let's get this. Let's get this real. Ray is not the kind of person like they just had the whole thing about him getting his eye removed and stuff. Now he's going to always have that patch over his mask. If he left WWE, is he really going to go to AEW without the patch over his eye? Yeah, exactly. It just Ray Ray's Ray's a part of the business. He's not. I highly doubt that Ray would do that. Yeah. So I think Ray is on his road to retirement. So having having Dom turn on his father like that and side with Rollins saying, you know, Hey, Rollins is right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just makes more sense to me than I to mean, have I just, this. I feel bad because every time Ray gets hot, he's, he gets struck. An with injury. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been injury prone though for, for a long time now. Long time. Long just time. As, just as you think Ray's going to get back to, you know, like he was before something happened. You know, the person he's fighting got hurt or he gets hurt. He's always seems to have been some unlucky bit like why AOP got released. I, I, that's just just poor luck, you know, for them. Yep. Um, injuries and stuff, which is always the way. But yeah, so Dominic Hill turn. Yeah, man, I could see that. And I think it would be good for him. Like I'm kind of I've enjoyed the stuff with Seth Rollins. I kind of want to see what's next. You know, yeah. now I'm ready for like, all right, off. you know, yeah. What's the payoff? Yes, making making Dominic look like a legit wrestler, the best person they can put him with is Seth. Like one hundred percent. Like he is he is gonna make that kid. Yep. He is going to make that kid a star. On top of the fact that Gio remembers right in Discord, I said Dominic has been impressing in training. And I said people are gonna be surprised when this kid has his first match. And when he did have his first match, I mean it was really good for a first match. Yes, Rollins did carry most of it because he's still a rookie, but Dom still he he hit all the cues. Mm-hmm. He hit he hit everything on the mark. Mm-hmm. And the best person to have this first feud with would be Seth Rollins. And if if they play this right, like they have to think of what okay, so what what happens at the end of this feud? There has to there has to be something either big or cliffhangy or something to where there's there, there's no payoff if Dominic just goes over on Seth Rollins clean and that's it. Yeah. Or Rollins goes over on Dominic dirty or even clean and that's it. There has to be something that makes Dominic go from here. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of the turning point, I think his match with Buddy Murphy last week showed okay so seth wasn't there to carry anyone in that match and him and murphy tore the house down for me i thought it was a great oh, yeah. match you know? yep um i thought it was 
absolutely brilliant. And it's at that point when I was like, okay, I'm done with Dominic and Seth now. What's Dominic got next? Like, who's next? You know? Like, I want to oh, yeah. see more Dominic now. Before, I was sort of in the emotion of, yeah, go on, beat up Seth. You know, he's, he's hurt your dad. Got it. And then you see him fight Murphy. You're like, oh, wait a minute. You're actually a really good wrestler. <laughs> like, all right. No, what, what, what you got? So. He, really, he really is. And I just, I would, I would love to see Ray finish off his career against Dominic. I mean, I yeah, think right. poetic. Ray, I think WrestleMania, Ray Dominic, why not? Right? Yeah. Like, Can you imagine? <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be just amazing. And like, I could like see it. I could see it now. Like, Ray. Ray comes out in like one of his favorite, like maybe his like first attire, like a a nod to his literal first wrestling attire that he had in WCW when he hit the mainstream. Have him wear something like that, and then have Dominic wear something that's like literally pieced together every outfit, like a little something of everything that Ray had throughout his career. They could easily pull it off. Yeah. I like, like Rollins. Rollins. I popped when I saw the Seth Rollins uh, yep. nod. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, he's going. He went with the, the Howie has a purple suit. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty cool. I have to say, like, this this Mysterio family Rollins stuff has been, has been written really well. It's been a really good yep. story. I, it, ha- it hasn't bored me. I just want to see Dominic fight somebody else now, you know? And that that's not me knocking the story or anything. I just think I'm kind of like, all right, I, I want to see. You're ready next thing. Yeah, I'm ready to see Dominic become his own guy now, you know? I don't want his sister in the corner anymore and stuff. Like, you know, I think. And um, Dominic face, the best thing, and I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but the best thing they could do for that kid to seeing he's so good in the ring at such a young age and so early in his career, let him take the U.S. title. Yeah. Just shocker. It would be a shocker. Let him yeah. just roll him up, like, quick. It, uh, really good match, but, like, have him win it, like, where they think he's going to lose, and then, whoa, one, two, three, Dom's a U.S. champion, and it would literally skyrocket that kid. Yep. I mean, and he's already. I think if they, if they skyrocketed track. him too, I think he could handle it. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. they've given Easily. chances to these young guys and they've not taken it like Randy Orton's first title run, for instance. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. the kid was clearly talented, just wasn't ready. But I think someone like Dominic, I think they put, you can see they put a lot of work into him. You know, it looks like exactly. he's ready. So, yeah, big roll up. There you go. So, there's, we want the Mysterios fight at WrestleMania. That's what we want. You heard it here first. Yep. Right? Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would love to see it. I would yeah. love to see it. I would. Man. It's the only thing that makes sense to me with this whole Rollins angle. It's the only outcome I could see happening. And I think it would be great for him. Like, having yep. having worked with Seth, then he could work with Ray. You know, for yep. the rest of the year, they could literally do that till the Royal Rumble or something. Have him do mm-hmm. some surprise thing. They could even probably lead it into a WrestleMania thing. And that would be two really good people that could be trusted to start that kid's career, you know? Yep, uh, exactly. Be perfect. And I think a good heel turn at the beginning because then they would build up more better support at the end of it. And I think, yeah, let Ray go off into the sunset. If you If you put two and two together, you listen to all of Rollins' promos through this feud and you just listen to his words... And then you watch the matches. It's just, it's the only thing that 
Although I'm not, I'm not saying that the WWE is good at making sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there are but, moments, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but it just to me, it's it's the only thing that makes sense. And I know when I've said that in the past, sometimes I'm wrong. But a majority of the time, when I say it makes sense if they do this, this happens. So I'm really, I'm really hoping for this one. Because yeah. I would, I would really like to see that for Dom, and I think it would actually help his career big time. Yeah, and I think it would be good for like on the other side. I think it'd be good for Ray as well. Like that nice thing to sort of end on, like almost a handover of the baton, you know? Yep. So, yeah. Let's hope it happens. Let's hope it happens. Yeah, crossing my fingers. Yeah. Right. That. Has brought us to the end, man. I've I've really really enjoyed having you on. I appreciate you taking time yeah. out of your day to um, to come and chat with us. It's been uh, it's been really really uh, insightful. Um, you wanna uh, guys, if you wanna catch more of Cal, uh, check him out on Twitch. Uh, it's Cal of Awesome. Is that right? Cal L of Awesome with underscores. Underscores in between the Cal and Awesome. Uh, make sure Cal you check him out. L of Awesome. Yeah, yeah. we'll put the it's link. We'll put the link in, uh, it'll be down below somewhere, where, wherever you're watching this, um, if that's all right with you. Um, that's fine. Yeah, it's been, it's been really, really good. Make sure you check him out. He does a lot of wrestling content, so you can pick his brains about more wrestling, I'm sure. Um, Gio, as always, I'll catch you next week, yeah, my man. Yep.